Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Good morning. Feels like a quick turnaround after last night's edition of Game Time. And now we're back on the air with Bet the Edge Morning Edition. Thanks for being with us on the NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel. He is Rudinsic. I'm your host, Sarah Perlman. And fun show today. A lot to get to. Trentatia, otherwise knows, uh, otherwise known as Book It with Trent on Twitter. He's coming on. Going to help us break down where he leans in tournament games today. And if he's rolling out a multi-sport parlay, I've seen some of those on Twitter. Stick around to hear that. And Steve Latart is going to come on the show as well and break down if he believes the price is right for some AFC futures in the wake of markets shifting after the Deshaun Watson trade to the Cleveland Browns. And we have our edge of the day and a lot more coming up here on Bet the Edge powered by PointsBet. Drew, long time no see. What's going yeah. on? Yeah. Hey, uh, by the way, congratulations to you on your Kyrie Irving over Whoa. points. I think even the alt overs all cashed on that one. That was a nice little 40-point performance from him in a loss. Uh, again, kind of a hot topic last night of who was going to come out on top. All that late market movement in favor of the Grizzlies. Somebody took home some big-time money on the Grizzlies last night. We should have known because 90% of the public handle came in on the Brooklyn <laughs> Nets. And as we were live on the year, you were saying how max limit players are going up to the ticket window, and this number kept bouncing back and forth. Pick them, Grizzlies. Is Nets. Well, Grizzlies backers want some cash last night. No jaw, no problem. Uh, really, it was a weird night in the NBA overall. There were some dogs weird. barking. Uh, everyone except for the Portland Trailblazers had a shot. <laughs> the, uh, of course, the uh, you know two two chalk plays I played lost. One of them was very weird. The Miami Heat lose to the JV Warriors in gross fashion. You know, just an what like a 19-0 run to start the second half or 19-2 run. It was like this is not the Heat team that I know and love at all. Usually they come out of halftime with some solid adjustments and really put some pressure on their team. They just completely gave up and then followed by uh, you know, just very um fiery attitudes, uh fighting uh on the bench, which is very uncharacteristic. They, characteristic uh, of that heat team they did not look like a team that was comfortably in first place for the, for their conference uh and so uh starting to get a little bit concerned and honestly the last two performances by the heat in general with a lot of people watching the heat carefully as awards markets are coming down to the wire here have me concerned about our bam ad bio defensive player of the year long shots here heat slide into the top they, they fall out of the top five in terms of team defensive rating that tends to matter um and then on the flip side i think a lot of people were watching that uh, jazz celtics game for the defensive player of the year matchup between rudy gobert and robert williams and i gotta tell you what 
Robert Williams is probably your second shot, not Rudy Gobert. And so I think I'm going to grab a little BAM insurance with uh, some Robert Williams right now. I'm seeing like 14 to 1, 16 to 1 if you shop around for price there. Yeah, um, 10 rebounds I, last yeah. night from Robert Williams. No, Rudy Gobert, I looked at the odds this morning before we hopped on. By the way, Robert Williams, 14 to 1, BAM's minus 105. Um, I might have to hedge a little bit because I know us and a few other people involved in the Bam Adebayo Defensive Player of the Year market got him at a juicy price. I'm still holding on to it. He had a decent performance last night, but they need to pick up some wins and not be losing to a lot of the uh, the dregs, the JV teams, JV for the 76ers and now the Warriors last night. They got to get it together, better defensive performances, and getting some wins now d- down the stretch in their last few games. Yeah, honestly, last night's game between the Jazz and the Celtics, in my mind, eliminated Gobert from consideration. People he's already the, didn't want to. Still the second favorite, but because of maybe yeah. liability they took early on. Pe- people already didn't want to vote for him. And the way that they're playing Correct. defense lately, I don't think it's happening. Uh, Giannis, same sort of story. The defense for the team defense is just not good enough. Mikhail Bridges is yeah, I'm to my in my opinion has not been as good defensively down the stretch and I don't think he's a realistic candidate. So this is uh Robert Williams closing in on Bam I think is going to be the story of the last couple of weeks. And you know what maybe influencing some of my decision making? I think I got like the second choice in almost every single NFL awards market. So yeah, I think did. I'm I'm on major no, defense right now. Combined like I, to go I think 100% yes. for second place in the awards market, coach of the year, rookie of the year. It's not happening again. Playing better def- I'm playing better defense this time, and I think the right move, if you have a, a juicy price on BAM, I think you got to get involved in the Robert Williams market right now. Yeah, juicy price. He was around 100 to 1, 80 to 1, went down to 50 to 1, now minus 105. That market shifted quickly, so I do like your idea of getting involved and hedging that 14 to 1 right now with Robert Williams. Seems like the best second option on the board. Now, before we transition to college basketball and some of our plays, our edge of the day, of course, comes at the end of the show. Um, typically you have a few plays that you're involved in, right? You try to pick out your best and give that for edge of the day for our listeners. But today you looked at the NBA slate and I know a few totals caught your eye. So not edge of the day, but a few looks that you like right now to get involved in. Yeah, there's only five games in the market. And uh, because of the short slate, because of the attention uh, being paid to March Madness, you would think there would be lots of edges to be had. But I think every single side is basically dialed in. The only edges I saw were fading the Phoenix Suns, which has not worked for me. So I will not do that. Uh, And backing the Chicago Bulls, which has not worked for me. So I will not do that. Uh, On the other hand, uh, I do think Phoenix's total is low at 232. I think Chicago's total is low at 225.5. And in addition to the over I played for my edge of the day. I think those two overs uh, are fair plays. So a trio of overs for me in the association tonight. Over 225 and a half for Chicago, over 232 for Phoenix, and wait in suspense for the edge of the day for the third Yeah, edge of the day. We'll see if you're going assuming, yes, the NBA, and maybe I'll give us some college basketball picks. We're in the Sweet 16, baby. We're fired up. And speaking of that, the madness is upon us. Get an Edge Plus annual subscription now to unlock our college basketball DFS and betting tools with game predictions, player prop projections, and more. Get ready to cut down the nets using the promo code BRACKETS20. Plus, you'll get every tool for every sport with your Edge Plus subscription, including our new fantasy baseball draft guide powered by Roto World. So go to NBCSportsEdge.com slash Edge Plus. Use promo code BRACKETS20 at checkout to find your edge. We have a new guest on the show today. You know, typically we have a lot of our guys with NBC come on. But today we have Book It With Trent, 
from Twitter joining the show. And Trent, super excited to have you. I just had a curiosity before we get to some of the looks that you're keeping an eye on and tracking for tonight and throughout the weekend. How'd you, how'd you start in sports betting? Um, when did you kind of realize you had a, a place in this space? And just tell us a little bit about you. Absolutely. Well, first off, thank you guys for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Appreciate you having me on. I uh, love the show. But yeah, no, I've been, I was first dabbled in the sports betting when I was a senior at TCU in college. And I just saw how much it changed the way my peers around me watched, engaged, and interacted with sports. And I knew that this was going to take off once it became legal in the United States. And in 2018, when PASPA was lifted, I immediately was like, this is going to change everything. And I want to change the way that people do something, simplify the way that people consume content in this space. So I came up with an idea for a mobile app that's basically a social media platform for sports bettors to come together, share picks, share analysis, and basically just a community to come together and beat the books. And so as I was marketing the product, I started you know, making multi-channels on other platforms like TikTok, right? And just started making <laughs> relatable content that people could relate to uh, in regards to sports betting. And it started to really, really take off. And I was just making content you know, win or lose, right? At the end of the day, we got a whole slate tomorrow. Let's get it back. And uh, people really, really enjoyed the content I was making. And, and so that led to me making my own show called The Surgical Stream that I do every day, where I bring people on and give people the opportunity to sell a pick to us, right? Give us a pitch, kind of like Shark Tank. Why should I take this pick today? Uh, and we kind of formulate a little community parlay together and we all ride it. Uh, but I've been in sports betting the last four or five years and I would still say we're in the bottom of the first inning with this industry. It's so new. It's so fresh. And there's so much more to come. I'm just happy to be be here and be involved in it early on. Yeah, I, I full credit. I absolutely think what you're doing is uh, is quite unique and quite, uh, you know, really fills a, a huge niche and a, niche, and a gap in the market. The, in general, there's a lot of toxicity out there. People just totally. beating their chest when they win and they can't handle a loss. You seem to do the opposite where when there is a win, everybody kind of gets the credit when there's a loss you take it uh and it's uh it's it's honestly it's it's admirable and it's refreshing um so two questions for you like was did you kind of stumble into that was that always your plan and uh and what do i have to do to can to keep you from uh mushing my my uh, la dodgers this season? uh no that was never really the plan it all kind of started when uh it was during the world series when i was predicting every single game starting from the NLDS, ALDS, all the way till game six of the World Series. I was wrong on every single game except for the last game of the World Series when the Braves won. And it was kind of a happy ending. Uh, but it got so like much attention that people would come to my page every day just to see what I'm on. So they'll take the opposite. Uh, and it was just a crazy run. But uh, it kind of put me on the map essentially at first. And I just saw an opportunity to take a you know negative thing and turn it into a positive and just embrace it and people loved it so you, just for and, just for, to make sure you're you're cold on the Dodgers this year right you know no chance the Dodgers win right? oh, <laughs> I don't know Dodgers run line kind of my favorite bet in sports <laughs> oh no well listen people either that tail you or fade you love your content and what you put out and I respect it it's tough 
to beat the books and uh, you consistently giving out out picks and taking the L's and obviously being happy with the wins is all you can do. So yep. let's hear what you're on today and the NCAA tournament. We get ready for the Sweet 16. I'll tail you. I'll give you a shot. Let's see what uh, what you like for today. <laughs> Absolutely. So I mean, my my team to win it all, Tennessee, obviously is not in the Sweet 16 anymore. But I do have a backup plan. Uh, this was always option B for me. I'm really excited to watch them play today. Uh, I'm all over the Houston Cougars uh, this year. They're playing Arizona. I'm a diehard TCU fan. I went to TCU. That last game against Arizona was a heartbreaker. Um, but I think that Houston, you know, I, I really do think they're the better team on the floor here. I know Arizona's got some really, really great players, some potential lottery picks as well. Uh, but you're getting plus money on the Houston Cougars uh, against a really good Arizona team. I just think this is the Cougars' year. I've been high on them, you know, since December uh, during the regular season. I just love what I've been seeing out of them. I loved what I saw out of them last year. I thought it was going to be their year last year as well. Uh, but I just kind of have a grudge out for Arizona right now after that heartbreaking loss to the Horn or the Horn Frogs' heartbreaking loss. So I'm all over the Cougars now. They're my team. I'm buying in. I already put a futures bet on them yesterday, actually, uh, and I like nice. them today against Arizona. It's my favorite pick of the day. Yeah, you got a little uh, regional karma because uh, obviously the one seed playing in Texas against Houston is uh, is a nice uh, nice little uh, bonus for you there. And of course, yep. if you have uh, other interesting thoughts on uh, underdogs, be sure to check out Vaughn and Tom Casali's underdog power rankings right now on NBCSportsEdge.com. Uh, is there a favorite on the card either today or tomorrow that really sings to you that you think absolutely can't lose that I'm going to drop in my money line parlay? Yeah, um, absolutely can't lose. I would say, look, I, I think Texas Tech has been really fraudulent. I'm shocked they made it this far without getting bumped out of the tourney. I think Duke, just the storylines there, uh, I don't see them losing. What is that game today? Uh, yeah, against Texas yeah. Tech. I just, I've lost a good amount of units uh, betting on Texas Tech to cover that double-digit spread multiple times this year. Ironically, I bet against my own alumni, uh, TCU, twice, and they ended up losing TCU twice, I believe, this season. Uh, but, uh, yeah, That's I just karma, don't yeah. think that Texas Tech's the real deal. I think Duke gets it done. Okay, like in Duke. I've seen a lot of push-pull in that market in particular with – Varying opinions on either Duke to win, Texas Tech to win. Drew knows I like the total in that one. Super That's excited to watch that game go down. Yeah. We'll see how Coach K's uh, possible final game plays out. Anyway, I know that you you place a lot of multi-sport uh, parlays. I know you tail a lot of hockey and follow a lot of hockey and bet the NHL. I've seen some of your work. It's it's fun. So is there anything that you like today in the parlay space that we should get involved in? Absolutely. Yeah, I love diversifying the portfolio with multi-sports <laughs> is what I like to call it. Uh, just makes it more fun. I also am big in spacing out the parlays throughout the day. One thing I hate is having, you know, all the picks start at 4 p.m., right? Because yeah. then you're just sweating out four different Yeah, screens. that's so brutal. Yes. <laughs> I like just chuck, like chipping away uh, hour by hour. So starting at like four all the way down to like seven uh, Pacific. But today... Again, you were talking about the Phoenix Suns and fading them and how you haven't been successful doing that. I don't know why they're plus money today against the Nuggets. I know they played last night on a back-to-back, -back, uh, but the, the line yesterday was really fishy too. Minus one against the Timberwolves. Again, take the better team on the floor, Phoenix Suns. I like them today against the Nuggets, and you're still getting plus money or plus four. Uh, but I'm going to take the money line. I think the Suns actually win this one. Uh, and then also, if you put Houston money line in there at plus 105, 
And then I really like the Minnesota Wild against the Vancouver Canucks. The Canucks literally just played last night against one of the best teams in the league, the Avs, who they beat. Um, And I think it's going to be really tough to beat two top teams uh, in the NHL back-to-back nights. I like the Wild at minus 210 here. And this three-team parlay is actually plus 700. So you're getting really good value there on three really good teams, three arguably the best teams in their in their sport. Uh, in Houston, I'm still – I strongly think they're one of the best teams left in the tourney. Uh, yeah. So Houston, Suns, and Wild. Okay. If you want to add a little length to that parlay, there's a little day ball uh, spring training total. There's some <laughs> super, super sharp action coming in on uh, Tampa Bay, Minnesota, over nine and a half. That's really? a, that would be a fun one to uh, to sprinkle in there. That one starts at, uh, I think, 10 a.m. our time. So, oh, that's perfect. Uh, yeah, I, I love venturing off to the morning game. <laughs> love morning games. I don't know how you guys handle that. Like, I almost feel like I'd rather just sweat it all out at one time rather than all day you have a consistent sweat. <laughs> Over it's a three, it's a crescendo. Like it builds as you kind of one, two, three. Let me tell you yeah, something. Yeah. I haven't won enough parlays to call it a crescendo. I just call it a letdown, and it's just consistently <laughs> going downhill. Probably after the 10 a.m. spring training baseball game, but nonetheless, Trent, I'm rooting for that seven to one and maybe ten to one with the baseball total in there yeah. as well. Um, best of luck with all of your plays. If you are not following Trent on Twitter, you totally should. You could follow him there at Book It with Trent. Amazing and entertaining content. Uh, Trent, thank you very much for the time. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. Bet the Edge is expanding. Drew and I now host Bet the Edge Game Time on Wednesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern to get you armed with all the last-minute insight, information, and trends you'll need to know to make your wagers before the games begin. So check us out on the NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel, 6 p.m. on Wednesdays. Last night was a fun. Big thank you to Kyrie Irving for getting a dub for me there because the Heat did not come home in that one, Drew. Yeah, good. Thank you as well to the San Antonio Spurs. I did not have to stay up to watch the end of that game because it was that was such a good. Margin. Oh my! I was that was a that was a save uh, save your day kind of a play ultimately because uh, that that market did not move with me. I thought it should go up, and of course, weirdly, the other markets where there was like couple points steam in my favor never had a chance. Very me weird too. night at the association. Weird night, but that's okay. We move on and we look for value today. Now we have our guy, Steve Latart, joining us now to really talk about everything he comes on once a week. Steve, good to see you. What's going on? Just an exciting week. We had a ton of racing last week on top of basketball. And then this week, match play, my favorite type of golf. Uh Put in Formula One being back. We have NASCAR down in Texas. I mean, which is where the match play is. I should have got on a plane. It would have been a good time to be down in Austin. You should have called Drew yesterday. He was sweating out some match play uh, live on our show. I saw his eyes looking up towards the television while we were on air. Oh, so. man. I had a huge money line price on uh, Richard Bland against Bryson DeChambeau. And Bryson's he's, he's spraying it off the tee, hitting it to, into no man's land, getting relief. Only player on the course who was getting relief. Uh, and they end up pushing. So. It is what it is. It is. It's a great. Listen, that part three to close. What is that? Seventeen, <laughs> maybe sixteen or seventeen. That part three makes for the perfect match play finishing stretch. There. Good point. All right, Steve. Let's get into uh, some college basketball. Sweet sixteen tonight. Now, a lot of underdogs have had success in this tournament. We've seen that, and as we look forward to tonight and tomorrow, are there any underdogs that you like that have caught your eye now in the Sweet Sixteen? So for a guy who likes underdogs in every other sport, I seem to go against them in college basketball. I'm a little emotionally uh, stunned right now because I also had Tennessee in one bracket going all the way and their removal of the tournament, their loss really hurt. But the bracket I'm really leaning on right now is still Kansas. I still think they have what it takes consistently day in and day out, night in and night out. I think that's the key when you look at the tournament. 
you know, they have a good team, a solid team, a consistent team. And I still think they're around plus 500 or so to be national champs. I still think that's decent value. I think that number is only going to go down as they perform through this week 16. So I like Kansas. I'm pretty bullish on them. Um, so no real underdogs. Maybe I'm too distracted with so many great sports going on. Drew, your Not guy really. liking Kansas too. Yeah, we're uh, we're in we're on that boat together. Let's uh, rock chalk Jayhawk. Uh, curious if you thought uh, the it, you know again it's March Madness. There's match play going on. Racing is hot right now. However, the NFL never sleeps, continuing to steal the steal the stage, steal the story. Deshaun Watson gets traded. AFC futures markets are completely up in the air. Uh, anything over the last uh, week, either Deshaun Watson or Tyree Kill yesterday. Uh, change your opinion about how either the AFC or the AFC West may shake out this season. So, you know, it's been an emotional roller coaster in 30 days when it comes to the NFL. How can it possibly be when they're not even on the field? But if for that reason, I, I'm, I'm off. I'm fading all my NFL action just because I, I'm scared to guess what the next move is. And to be honest, as the numbers move around, I think we're going to have a better idea, you know, mid-summer. And at that point, I might look at some sort of long-term future action. But this early these are big moves that are moving the numbers. But when you look at Deshaun Watson, someone still has to convince me he's going to be on the field for 17 games, right? Sure. It's a big name and it's a big number and it's a huge player to go. But I'm going to have to see the ball in his hand for 17 games or 18 games with some preseason action before we, uh, before I'm willing to put my money behind it. Uh, I just don't know. I still think that I'm not smart enough to know exactly what is going on in that whole cloud around him. But it's scary enough that I'm avoiding it with any sort of action. Yeah, Drew and I said the same exact thing earlier in the week. Let's just wait to see what price we're getting, especially what the the best price will be. There's so many question marks still surrounding not only Deshaun Watson and the Browns, but the AFC in general. So let's wait for some of the better numbers and and more news to kind of break through. But uh, the Broncos and the Chargers getting the most money, biggest liability as of now to win the AFC at points. But so somebody likes both of those teams, obviously, after the Russell Wilson trade and the Chargers having a spectacular quarter. Things you would never say two months ago, three <laughs> months ago, right? Those wars would never Ever. <laughs> Times have changed. We're on board with the Broncos. Uh, let's talk a little NASCAR, of course. Got to get your insight here. NASCAR Cup Series goes to Austin, Texas this weekend, a circuit of America's course. Um, what do you think about this course? And, and does this set up to uh, back any specific drivers as we get ready for this weekend? So rarely will I say this, but we're going to have to get to see a course for the second time for the first time. It's like a second first date because we went down to the circuit of the Americas last year. It was in the pouring down rain. So no one really got to see the course uh, kind of the beauty of it, the layout of it, how it was going to race. So even though it's their second trip, it's really like their first. The weather looks good. It's going to be dry, plus a brand new race car. Look, when you go road course racing, um, Chase Sally and Kyle Larson have to be at the top of your list. They both drive for Hendrick Motorsports that has already won multiple races this year. They won multiple road course races a year ago. I think that's who you have to be on when you look at the wins. You don't get a long, long odds because the bookmakers know those are the two favorites. But I do think there's some value if you're willing to take a little bit of a risk when you look at top fives and top tens, this car is very different. People compare it to some sports car type racing. So an Austin Sindrick and AJ Allmendinger's in the race. I think you're going to be able to get those names at plus money inside the top five. And then if you really want to get super creative, there are some names that no one's going to recognize. A Joey Hand is a top 10 at like plus, I think, 120 or plus 100, some crazy number because he's a sports car guy. Now, listen, it's going to have to take something special for him to end up there. But if you love a long shot, there are a few long shots at the bottom of the NASCAR lineup this week. The biggest thing is it's it's still the unknown. We've had five different winners in five weeks. So if you believe that trend 
and you believe Hendrick Motorsports has won with three other drivers already, everything is pointing that it's Chase Elliott's weekend. If the stars align, I think you'd be crazy to watch that race without having a little bit of action on him. I like it. Chase Elliott in the three to one ballpark sounds good to me. Speaking of, um, you know, waiting for the race and, and looking for some action, uh, I've gotten into watching F1. <laughs> and I know as long as we have you here and you're a racing guy, uh, the, uh, the the opening, you know, the, the opening um, Grand Prix was incredible. It was, uh, you know, obviously Ferrari has come in with some incredible cars this year. However, it looked like in the straightaways that Red Bull had a faster car to me. Uh, does that give any kind of lean here as we look at uh, a course coming up this weekend that has lots of straightaways for a team and uh, for a racer like uh, Verstappen, who uh, seems to be a favorable plus 180 uh, right now at the top of the board? I'm super bullish on Red Bull. Max Verstappen, I think, is going to be great. Sean, uh, Leclerc won a week ago in the Ferrari, but people forget Verstappen was making a run and his engine expired in the closing laps. I think that race would have been much closer. So I think it's a good bet to have Verstappen this week. I think the best bet on the board is a future champion bet on Verstappen. With that expiration of his engine, he lost a lot of points. His odds went up long. He was about even money. Now he's up at two to one. So if you have any sort of belief that over this 22 race season, uh, the Red Bull can recover, which I believe he absolutely can. I believe he is the championship favorite. Uh, he was all winner and he was going into the season. He still is my favorite, even though his point deficit has has increased his odds. I think the bet this week, if you believe in it, is Verstappen for the championship. You're going to get like two to, two times your money. That's the best you're ever going to get. So if you want in, you better get in now. <laughs> That's a fun good luck. Good way to attack this market, getting Max. involved. Yeah. Yeah, and listen, there's another long way to do it, and, and, and I'll be quick, but Drew, you're going to appreciate this. Everyone that bets the heavy favorites and all the tennis matches and just hope nobody gets upset, sure. same way in Formula One. You could take two Mercedes, two Red Bull, two Ferrari, put them all inside the top six. You're going to pay some really, really high minus numbers, yeah. but it would, it would take an accident or a mechanical for one of them to not finish there. So as long as you're willing to gamble, last week would have been bad now. Two Red Bulls tripped up. But uh, if you do it year long, I think you're going to like your overall return. Yeah, you might come out on top there all season long. Steve's on Twitter. If you'd like to give him a follow, if you're not already, I recommend doing so. At Steve Letard, he joins us every week with NASCAR breakdowns and insight on just about everything else. The guy loves to bet like we do. Steve, have a good rest of your week. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it, guys. Great weekend. Good luck. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. For the world's greatest athletes. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. It's a world record again! Goal for the United States! Unbelievable! And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. I have never seen anything like this! How about that? In Olympics unlike any other. Paris Olympics, this summer on NBC and streaming on Peacock. Download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter a special Oscars edition of Red Carpet Pick'em for a chance to win $5,000. It's free, super easy to play. If you don't have the Predictor app yet, download it now. And I'm lucky to do a show every single day with Drew and we cover everything, but the guy caps it all, including the Oscars and all week long, Drew. You've been giving uh, super interesting handicaps, a handicap rather, on the Oscars award market. And yesterday you talked about best actress. So today I think it's necessary we transition and hear your handicap of the best 
actor at the Oscars. Okay, this one's pretty short. Will Smith's going to win. <laughs> and the closest, Minus 1,000. Minus 1,000. Um, you know, realistically, Smith was incredible as, uh, um, you know, Serena and Venus Williams' father uh, in King Richard. And uh, it would be abs- this would be one of the bigger upsets of all time if he does not take home the Oscar. In an, other, in an award ceremony that otherwise is really lacking in star power, he'll be there. He'll be sort of the featured story coming out of this one. Um, and so in the absence of having a really detailed handicap and saying, go place that bet, I'll give you a couple predictor winners how about that let's do that because minus so, 1000 isn't really getting me uh not, getting no, me fired up the place not really here. right um so uh we did we, we never really talked about dune i'm not sure if you saw dune it was streaming uh last year it's very it was very very enjoyable watch uh you know really they did a nice job in a movie that was very hard to adapt and i think dune is going to take home a ton of awards right now i have them circled for visual effects i have dune circled for um, cinematography. Uh, it looks like they're going to win the best score as well with the Hans Zimmer score there. So right there, there are three Dune winners. Uh, if they scoop a fourth award in any of sort of the um, uh, the technical categories there, they're probably going to be the film with the most wins. Uh, and that may be the ninth pick you need to win your NBC Sports Predictor 5K on the Predictor app. Okay. Well, there you have it. I have to get Dune. it. All. Yeah. $5,000 chance to win. I'll tell you on those. I haven't uh, I haven't been able to partake in the Oscars edition, but I might have to find a way now that I have all this insight from you on the Oscars. Yeah, one, that, so one other freebie, uh, costume yeah. design. You, you're a big costume design fan, I'm sure. Uh, Cruella. I actually am. Cruella, lock it, lock it in. Cruella's going to win best costume. Did you, did you like that movie? No. <laughs> people did not enjoy it. Maybe because I watched it on a flight. So I feel like movies oh, on the okay. plane are a little better, you know? Yeah, that's 100% time. true. 100% I was going true. Florida to California, long flight. I loved Cruella. Okay. And I feel like right. I was one of the very few people I know that enjoyed that movie. Yeah, I mean, you the could, costumes were spectacular. It's hard. You could sell me on basically any. Um, uh, any movie with those kind of leading, you know, leading actresses. Uh, but right. for whatever reason, that one missed me. Huh. Well, yeah. different opinions. Good thing I'm not voting for any Oscars, but best costume, really good outfits, really cool. I just love the vibe of the show. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. I don't I, I did, I did I didn't want F Stone like transformed into someone evil. I think that's maybe my problem. Like give me Emma Stone Emma as a Stone? hero or as a as as a comedic actress, especially. Yes. No. But doubt. I thought she was I thought she was so great as an evil character. No, see that it was you know it was too much of a trying to turn to surprise you do something she didn't a little fit okay she, she didn't fit yeah, the script for the yeah. evil character yeah, whatever she, she has a specific kind of um uh comedic warm, well, I was a really bad that i really appreciate and this it, it was all it would none of it was there for me i just feel like i like most movies so when people have a strong opinion i'm like oh i liked it I must not have a good palate to say what a good movie is made or not. I'm like, oh, that was good. I, I mean, if know. you, yeah, you, was like 101 Dalmatians, you, what, your favorite animated classic? Incredible, incredible movie. What, no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like Dune, like I'd probably say it was really good, but you know, all these movies that win awards come out and I'm, I just feel like I'm not educated enough to make the decision of whether it was amazing or not, like world yeah. renowned. Nicole Kidman would have been a good Cruella. That is a great point from Matt Preston commenting. In. Emma Stone would have been a great Lucille Ball. What is going on in the casting department? They should have over, flipped it. The awards market yes. would have went bananas. That Preston, is a good point. Matt Whatever. Preston, I liked Cruella. 100%. I don't care. Yes. Good, yeah. good fashion, good costume. So we'll bet on that. It's edge of the daytime before we wrap up the podcast. I could spend hours talking about how crappy my movie choices are and I like them no matter what. 
we move on to the NBA, Drew. What do you like on the board right now? Oh, man. Best bet on the board, in my opinion, is the over. 237 between Indiana and Memphis. Um, Indiana, I'm not sure if you have caught, but since the trade deadline, since they moved some of their, uh, you know, some of their pieces around, have been a team that has been defense optional. They are taking on a Memphis Grizzlies team that is clicking on every single cylinder possible right now. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies could get to 137 by themselves in this one, and I wouldn't be surprised. Speaking uh, up, which, by the way, um, 237 and a half as we're going through. Yeah, no, my fair is 239 here. I think anything, you know, if you, even I would even play up to 238 if I think that's probably uh, the the highest I would go here. Um, but this one should be a fun, you know, I, if if uh, Memphis really does just tear the roof off and, and score, um, you know, 150 points in this one, uh, I won't be surprised. This isn't as I, I felt the strongest about my over Magic Pistons last week of any total that I played this season. This one's in that ballpark, but not quite as good. Uh, I think this should wow. be a fun game and I'll, I'll, you know, fun to watch, but uh, also fun to watch the first quarter, see 65 points scored, and then you can flip over to some college basketball. Right. And you can just chill like your uh, game last night with the Spurs. 237 and a half right now. Take the over. I love rooting for points. You know, your girl likes over. So tailing you on this 100%. I'll close this out with the college basketball play. And I do want your opinion on what you think about my edge of the day. I took the points this morning because I just thought there were too many. Arkansas getting 10 and a half facing Gonzaga. And I understand, right, neither team has looked incredible so far in the tournament. And we know how good Gonzaga's offense is. Uh, best offense in the nation, right? But I think this lines inflated bulldogs 0 and four against the spread in their last four games i think they just get a lot of public money backing them because they know how elite this offense can perform at especially tonight but the razorbacks they have a really good defense through top 15 um, per ken palm's adjusted efficiency um and i, I just like them to cover this number i don't think they're going to win but you're getting over double digits with two of the best coaches going at it in the country they've been uh they faced elite competition elite competition earlier in the season and they beat Kentucky. They beat Auburn once. So I think this is a lot of points. I took the 10 and a half. I almost grabbed it earlier in the, in the week at nine, nine and a half. I, I told you, I'm happy. I waited, got over double digits. I'm taking the dog and hoping they're able to keep it. Um, within 10 and a half for tonight against Gonzaga. Yeah, you know, I, I originally was very heavy on Gonzaga to win it yeah. all uh, back when the price was in the four to one range. I have since completely flipped my allegiance to the Kansas Jayhawks, and that that comes with some karmic consequences, I'm sure. But uh, we have the Razorbacks in the high stakes Calcutta with my group, and uh, fingers crossed, this would be a, a nice little uh, almost 30k uh, swing here if they can come away with the victory. Okay, that's Jackson. way so, more than I'm gonna win. Let's, if they uh, win, let's go Razorbacks. Okay, let's go Razorbacks. I'll hope for the win. Surely hoping for the cover. Um, and the line is now back to nine and a half. So the second it reached ten and a half on points, but this morning, money quickly snatched that back to get under double digits. But I do like Arkansas to cover the number. And for the 30K for you and your group, I'll be rooting hard for the Razorbacks to get it done. All right, our plays are locked in. Yes, our plays are locked in, and that's how we wrap up at the edge. Big thank you to all of you being with us here today on the NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel. Same place, same time tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern. Until then, best of luck with all your bets, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.